We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zadroy, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking futures in the Premier League ahead of the 2023-24 season. Chris has been grinding Liverpool preseason matches for the past few weeks. Uh, He's in the middle of an FPL draft as we speak. Poor timing on his drafts part. But Chris, what's up? Happy summer. How's it going over there? Adam. An absolute pleasure. We had, what, a, a two-month, three-month break here uh, without any uh, podcast. So it did feel like there was a big uh, absence in my life of, you know, either A, waking up nice and early to, to record a podcast on a Thursday, or B, doing a podcast after work uh, on, on a given Wednesday or Thursday evening. So it's nice to be back here. You know, I, I couldn't help but notice you're rocking a super special Ballard FC kit there. And if you're watching here on uh, on uh, YouTube with Adam and I, we're ha- actually both rocking our Ballard FC kits. <laughs> They're fresh off winning the USL2 National oh, Championship. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, they, they were an absolute wagon this season. I actually caught quite a few uh, games. Uh, quite they a get matches. promoted or what? I don't <laughs> I don't think uh, USL is in that uh, promotion quite yet, uh, promotion relegation quite yet. But uh, they actually had a, a bunch of really good players. They had this one kid from Penn who was an All-American, uh, a couple other like, D, like D1 studs. So Freddie Adu. Uh, yeah, Freddie Adu is, you know, the, the ghost of Freddie Adu might have been might have been on the team too. But uh, no, it's, it's good to be back. Uh, yeah, we, uh, Adam and I had a uh, fan track season long draft yesterday, last night. Uh, we're in the middle of a slow draft with a bunch of rotowire colleagues too. That that has you know kind of been at a glacial pace today. I'm hoping to finish that up before the season starts Friday, and then I am somehow uh, got my got my uh, signals mixed up here. But I'm in the middle of an FPL draft, um, and uh, yeah, you know we're doing what we can here, and should be uh, you know I'm excited to talk about the future of the Premier League and specifically the 23-24 season. Um, but yeah, what, what's been going? What's new with you? What's going on with you? I just did some research here. UL, USL 2, the, the playoffs. This is a massive bracket. They beat Lionsbridge FC in the final. Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of soccer that we just don't know happens <laughs> under under our watch here. But uh, USL two. I, I don't believe I don't believe promotion is happening though, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been a busy summer since we last talked. Uh, I now am a father. I have a child. 
I'm the father to a child. Yes, that is correct. So is that going to help my bets? I don't know. I, I just wrote my my first article of the season. Oh, I do have a futures article up. I guess I'll say Rotowire Soccer, go here. We got some bets up, some Spain and Netherlands. We got a nice run through here by one of our writers. Uh, check that out. We got futures bets as well as I, what I was mentioning. But I just started my game week one article and I was like, there's no way that I can repeat what I did last season. So uh, if you don't want to follow these, uh, it's not going to be as good as last season, then then don't follow them. I, I'll, I'll just tell everyone that N- numbers will not be the same. I think I, I think on kits and wagers, I was maybe what up 3000 or something like that. As a show, we were, you know, as a show, maybe above four thousand in the five thousand range. So, uh, otherwise, I had a child, I had a baby. She's now just over two months old, so that's kind of crazy. Uh, but Rotowire Soccer is still kicking strong, as you can see on the top news part here on Rotowire. A lot of stuff is going on. The seasons are about to start. We're two days away from a couple of leagues starting, including the Premier League, but. We have some, you know, promoted teams making moves at the last minute. We got big Ross Barkley back in the Premier League, uh, an interesting move there from from Luton Town. Yeah. But I don't know how much you know about these promoted teams, but uh, should we just start getting into talking about the Premier League here? I think we should. You know, first and foremost, though, congrats on becoming a father, you know. Um, luckily you won a ton of money on corners bets last year that you can put diapers. So that's a huge development for you. And, and I expect, uh, you know, f- future success both for yourself and for your family. So let's, let's kick it off with that without further ado. Without further ado. So we got Manchester city minus 125 to get in, but let's start with relegation because relegation I think is more fun to talk about than Manchester City, Manchester City, Manchester City. So let, let's talk yeah. about some of these new teams here. And to be relegated, we we have a combination of of DraftKings and FanDuel tonight. Uh, FanDuel, Chris has some better better bets, better odds over at FanDuel. I've used a lot of DraftKings, so it's been. So what we're talking about will be between DraftKings and FanDuel. But uh, to be relegated, I have right here Luton Town minus three hundred. These are for the uh, promoted teams. I'm looking through the list here. Uh, Got to find a ways to get to Burnley, but Sheffield United are next up at minus 175. And then Burnley are plus 350. Uh, some interesting odds. We have Nottingham Forest as the third most likely to drop at plus 225. Wolverhampton, we'll talk about Wolverhampton a little bit, who just sacked their manager and just signed uh, Gary O'Neill, who closed yeah. last season as Bournemouth's manager. Uh, Wolverhampton are plus 250 to drop down. So, Chris, for the for the promoted teams, for any of those teams near the bottom, what what team is most intriguing to you here? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Ludentown. They're they they come as a huge surprise. I mean, last season in the, in the playoff, obviously, their stadium not even quite uh, up to the standards of the Premier League. So, I think they're uh, they won't be able to play any home matches for a bit to kick off the season while they're upgrading it to meet whatever, uh, I forgot what specifically the standards are. So that's kind of a, that's kind of tough, especially when you're like a new team, you're trying to uh, get a couple home matches right off the rip and and, uh, have that home support behind you. But um, I think they're going to have a tough time of it. I mean, I think everyone would say that Sheffield United, they've been up recently, so they know what, what, you know, what it takes and obviously didn't last very long, but uh, they know what it takes Um, in the Premier League. And then I just think uh, Burnley, you know, we saw them in the Premier League for quite a while. 
um, you know, obviously dropped back down. They've got a, a pretty good team. They're playing a much different style than they did under Sean Dyche when he was there. Um, the company's got them playing a bit more on the front foot. I think they've acquired some pretty good players. And, I, I, I you know, they're plus 350. I feel like they have a really good chance to stay up. Um, for me, uh, I'm really concerned with Wolverhampton. Uh, you, you mentioned that they, they, they sacked their manager. Right, uh, you know, we're six days about to before the the uh, season started. Um, that's really concerning. Also, you know, I think the underlying factor of that is that they have some financial issues with their ownership. Uh, so no, they they got to bring in a, ma- a new manager. They got some financial issues. That's a lack of players coming in. Maybe more players going out than they would have liked to kind of to prop up the club. I would be really concerned um, with Wolverhampton, you know, to start off the season, and I would not be surprised. I think you can get them at uh, I forget what we had relegation at plus two thirty. I saw. Um, I got plus two fifty. Okay, yeah, DK uh, DraftKings has plus two fifty, so that's something I would kind of hop on for the the relegation. I think otherwise you're you're not getting a ton of value on Burnley. They're plus three fifty, and then the other two just kind of. I'm sorry. Burnley, I feel like we'll stay up. And then the other two, you're not getting a ton of value. I think the value is on Wolverhampton, just given that their situation is kind of up in the air right now and and does not seem very solid when you just sack your manager right before the start of the season. Yeah, I was actually – I was looking at this. This was yesterday. This was Tuesday. I was looking for bets to make for the show. And pretty much as soon as I spotted Wolverhampton, the news came out that Lopetegui was gone. Uh, I mean, this has been kind of in the works for a couple of weeks. He's – he came out a couple weeks ago and was just like, he, he's kind of fed up that they weren't buying anyone. I mean, we're looking at their depth chart right now and, you know, they added Matt Doherty back to their team. Uh, they lost Ruben Neves, Diego Costa. Okay. Uh, they're getting Sasa Kalachik, a forward back. Uh, he's from Stuttgart. He tore his ACL. So he's out all last season, but I mean, th- outside of getting, you know, Kalachik back from injury, there's not a ton that they added or, there's not really anything outside of Doherty that they added. So that's that was kind of what Lopetegui was complaining about. So I mean it's it's kind of some of the same guys here, but new manager and Lopetegui kind of turned them around a little bit. One of the teams I'm kind of looking at here, and what I'm gonna be looking at maybe in the pet in the next 48, 36 hours here to bet. Uh, just something that's catching my eye. We got Crystal Palace at plus six hundred to be relegated. Uh, just another team that really hasn't made a ton of moves. If you if you look at their team, they lost Zaha. Olise is likely going to be gone, but I mean their yeah. attack is kind of the same uh, without even without Zaha here. Um, so you throw you take away two of their best players. Eze is now their guy. It seems like they added Jefferson Lerma, okay, defensive midfielder. Uh, they're going to add uh, Lewis Hall from Chelsea seems like on loan so I guess okay another midfielder maybe fullback kind of thing but that's kind of it for them and they were already kind of a team that was battling relegation last season until you know they got a bit of a revival under Hodgson there late in the season but what do you think about this Crystal Palace team Guaita is also gone he already said he he doesn't want to play for Crystal Palace again so what what do you think about this team just without we've seen Zaha here for so many years yeah take away him and probably Olise uh who was arguably their best player last season. Yeah. So what do we make of this team here? I mean, I, I feel like Eze is their, you know, best best player on the roster. Elise was also scouted, but it sounds like he might be moving on for, you know, the right reasons, uh, going to a new club potentially. But yeah, they're, uh, 
they are lacking talent up and down. I mean, they do have a decent back line and but decent center backs that they can get mm-hmm. away with. You know, Nathaniel Klein, how how is he still on a Premier League roster? Um, that's my question. Will Hughes, you know, he's bounced around each, you know, whether about 10 different uh, championship and EPL teams. So, yeah, I mean, looking at it just as a strictly uh, player perspective, not a ton of talent. And if they lose Elise, you know, even worse. But, yeah, it's weird to see Jordan Ayew just, like, number one option. And I feel like he's been plying his trade at Palace for so long. But, yeah, I mean, another team that if that is certainly in a, a concerning uh, period, too. So, yeah, a little concern there as well. But uh, I'm for me, if it was Palace or Wolverhampton, I'm still way more – I'm leaning a little bit more on Wolverhampton to be relegated. I'd agree. I just think that the odds here at plus 600 uh, yeah, for totally. Crystal Palace for this team, it seems like – if we're looking at the premier league table, I think there's kind of a pretty, I don't know if safe is the correct word, but there's like a set split of top teams and bottom teams and maybe a couple in the middle, I'd say. So you got a top nine with, you know, according to the odds, Brighton and Aston Villa would be eight and nine, I believe is what it is. And then in the middle, we have West Ham, Brentford and Crystal Palace are sitting there and then it's the other eight teams. So uh, it's it's kind of I guess this is kind of where we're at in the Premier League, where the uh, the top of the top of the Premier League, due to money, uh, it's just going to keep separating itself a little more from these teams. I mean, we saw Nottingham Forest add twenty players or whatever last season; it barely worked. But you're just not going to get that from these smaller teams. They're going to be adding one, two, three, however many pieces. They're not going to be big names, and you know, fan bases are going to be upset. upset. Managers are going to be upset, like like Lopetegui. I mean, his last season, Brendan Rodgers was up, upset about what was going on at Leicester City, and then we saw what happened with them. So I, I just think, you know, plus 600 odds for a team like Crystal Palace, given their situation here, I think they are they should almost be in the same, same boat as a lot of these teams, like Everton plus 300, Fulham plus 400, Burnley even plus 350. Uh, what, do, what do you think about Burnley here? So a lot of people – so promoted teams, the ones that technically or not technically usually have more success in the Premier League right away are ones who are more defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they play a little safer. This is kind of what we get with Sheffield United. They, I believe they stayed up, was it two, three years ago in their first season back, and then they got relegated in the following year. But this Burnley team under Vincent Company, they don't really play like that. Uh, they play a bit more attacking and they play with a bit more possession. So and oh, now we look at their team here. Uh, yeah. I mean. Can, can I, we just, two two things about Burnley here. Can we just pour yeah. one out for Ashley Barnes? He's no a, longer on the Burnley roster. He started, uh, who did he start for? Did he start for Norwich a couple yeah, days he, ago he moved, over the weekend? He moved something to like Norwich that. on a free, a free transfer. <laughs> but, uh, for so long, felt like he was the the toughest forward to, to watch in the Premier League. You know, he was always shithousing or, you know, doing whatever he needed to do yeah. um, for, for Burnley. And uh, I just want to pour one out for him. Um, and then another guy who I just saw on rotowire.com is uh, moving on as Vout Veghorst. He's, uh, he's heading to Hoffenheim on loan. So, yeah, they just lost. Uh, I mean, it looks like, you know, looking here at the depth chart, they have plenty of options up front. But uh, I, I just had to chuckle a little bit. And when I saw that, actually, Barnes had gone to Norwich. Um, but yeah, am I, I'm going to butcher this, but Anas Zayarowi? Yeah, Zayarowi. Okay. Thanks for picking me up when I'm down there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so he's been going really early in season-long drafts. Uh, a lot of hype around him. Uh, 
So he'll, yeah, his, he'll hype, his hype started. I'll click into his profile. It started a lot uh, in the World Cup a little bit. I guess he was only off the bench, but uh, a lot of those Moroccan guys got a lot of hype during the World Cup. But yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, he eventually won a starting spot. As you can see, he joined Burnley uh, December, right after the World Cup, I guess. I guess the World Cup is what got him the job there. Um, but he came on late in the season, seven goals, five assists for him. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Ashley Barnes. Like, Jay Rodriguez is still there. I think he's he's going to lose his spot to Zarawi Foster. Uh, they added M. Downey, Manuel Benson, super sub. They got Brune Larson on, uh, on loan. I mean, you, you still got some of these guys here. It's like they added Nathan Redmond. Okay. They still got Good Munson, who's getting a lot of time. Brownhill. Uh, he was one of the few players that's still on their team that w- that was actually getting time for him last time in the Premier League. But, I mean, they lost Nathan Tella from last season. Uh, he scored the most goals for them. But it's just like, I don't know if they did enough to be in the Premier League and to play the same style. It's almost like they have to change their style here, and I, we'll see what what company does. But just a team like this where I'm not sure they actually improved their team from last season. And is I, th- I think as I, I think to myself, well, going back to last season, I think I kind of said the same thing about Bournemouth because they they didn't really add anyone. And then they started adding guys maybe middle of the season over the winter transfer window. And then they started picking it up a little bit. They had a nice little run uh, conveniently under Wolverhampton Hampton manager Gary O'Neill. But <laughs> I mean, a lot of these bets here, it, it, it still feels wrong that Burnley are plus 350. I know how well they did last season, but yeah, it just feels wrong that they're plus 350. But then you have you have Everton at plus 300, Bournemouth at plus 300 to be relegated. It just seems like has, has Burnley earned the right to to be plus 350 to be relegated with better odds than or worse odds than some of these other teams? I don't think so. You make a really good point there, one I hadn't really considered, but I mean, Maybe they're just like getting the bump because they scored 100 points in the championship last year. <laughs> Vincent you know, Company bump. Yeah, Vincent Company bump, like different playing style, or you know, maybe. But I mean, we've seen this. We've seen that happen before. We've seen a championship team who plays like you know good attacking style, like you know, for look no further than uh, Norwich's Daniel or Daniel Farks Norwich. You know, when they came up, they they scored a boatload of goals. They looked like they they would continue that style, but and they just got you know they got shellacked week in and week out. And so, um, you know, we'll see what it, you, you, have given me more concern for Burnley than I had when we started this show. Um, but I still think that I stay up. Yeah. Dan O'Fark just, uh, just rinse repeat with a lot of these managers. I believe he's now managing Leeds United. So just, uh, speaking of Gary O'Neill, now we got Daniel Fark. We got all these guys. It's just like, okay, you got fired from here. Okay. We want you over here. It's just all over the place kind of thing. So, We'll see where Lopetegui goes next. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be in the Premier League, but he could be waiting for that next Premier League job. Maybe, maybe that's what it'll come to. Something like that. Top of the table. Should we go bottom to top? Is that how it's done? Bottom to top. Yeah, sure. I, got, I mean, I got a few bets to to get out here before we, you know, for this show here. But uh, top of the table, you know, give the fans what they want. I guess. Good fans, what they want. Steve is asking City to repeat, Holland to break his own record parlay. Um, can you can you actually bet Holland to break his record? Uh, in thirty six. Can you bet an over thirty, like a thirty six uh, and a half? Like I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing twenty nine and a half for uh, 
Really? Yeah, I mean, if you think that smash that over 29 and a half on Holland, I think that's a, kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I'd say if as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to get 30 plus. I think I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Do you, you, got do you think Steven otherwise? Uh, 30 goals. I mean, I think I was looking at this earlier, but you know, you look at uh, you look at the last few seasons. We had obviously Holland went over thirty goals last year. Um, then it was, you know, twenty two, twenty three goals. Salah scored thirty two in seventeen, eighteen. Um, it's we Luis Suarez scored thirty one, and you know, it's only happened three times in the last ten years. Van Persie in eleven, twelve. So thirty goals in the Premier League is, you know. <laughs> It's quite a bit. Um, so I think we've seen what four in the last like twelve years. So I think Holland, you know, stays healthy. I think he does it, but it is a big ask. Speaking of Holland's team, Man City minus one twenty-five. Uh, before before we go here, I, I guess I always say in these future shows, if you want to look at if you're looking at a team and you want to look at their future schedule, I think you should. If you want to bet a team, look at their future schedule. If, if there's a bunch of difficult matches, if there's a bunch of easier matches, kind of take advantage of that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Crystal Palace plus 600 uh, to be relegated, so their first match is at Sheffield United. That I mean, that's a winnable spot, but it is on the road for a team that's back in the Premier League. Next match is against Arsenal, then at Brentford. Um, and then, okay, Wolverhampton, Aston Villa. It's, it's kind of off and on a little bit, but I think if you – if you think that Crystal Palace don't get a win at Sheffield United, they're probably not going to beat Arsenal. They're probably not going to win at Brentford. I think they're, I think you're going to lose the plus 600 odds to be relegated. So that's, that's something I just keep an eye on. So if you want to, so for Manchester city, it's kind of the same thing. So they're minus minus one twenty-five. I remember talking about this pretty much every future show last season. I was like, okay, well uh, if they're going to, I mean, I guess Manchester city is a little different because they can pretty much beat anyone, but I mean, you look at their schedule at Burnley, okay, home against Newcastle, at Sheffield United, home against Fulham, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, pretty easy schedule. So you could see from that, it's like, okay, they're going to win, you know, five or six of their first six matches kind of a thing. So a month from now, a month and a half from now, it could be minus 150, it could be minus 175, and that's, that's not even taking into account, like, what Arsenal do. So, um, so what are your thoughts here? Is it just going to be a one-two race, Manchester City against Arsenal, or, or someone else with a new manager going to going to do something, or, or, Jurgen Klopp, not a new manager, but a new midfield. <laughs> no, you know, I think we're looking at another, uh, you know, Man City. I mean, what it's five or six they've taken, is it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, you know, it would be sweet if we saw a new winner like Arsenal. I and I, I really truly only think it's a a two horse race between Man City and Arsenal this season. Um, you know, Arsenal have added some really key players. I mean, Declan Rice looked no further than that. Um, Timber, I'm interested in to see how he, how he does. It sounds like he's quite versatile. Um, I haven't really watched him a ton, um, but they've he started at left back in the community shield. Look pretty. Yeah. Good. And it sounds like he can play th- maybe through the middle and even yeah. further up the wing too. So um, they've, they've made some really good investments and some, I mean, Kai Havertz too, look no further, a little bit of depth up top, which they were, they really seemed to be missing when they didn't have, um, uh, Gabriel Jesu as well. So, uh, they made three huge acquisitions there that I think really, you know, could bring them over the top, but, you know, 
let's let's be realists here. Uh, we've seen Man City win five of the last six Premier League titles. Why should we expect some, anything different? Um, but if you're looking for a nice, fun value bet, you know, go with that. Uh, what did I say? Ar- I think I, Arsenal's plus four four fifty uh, to win it. Uh, you can get Man City, I think, at minus one twenty five, which seems like pretty easy money if you really want to do it. But uh, if you want to try to try to um, you know, get a little more value, but yeah, I, I, I do kind of question. The only, you know, potential chink in this in that city armor is they lost Ilkay Gundogan um, to Barcelona. They, they, it sounds like they're shopping around for a couple more players too. Um, Paqueta from West Ham, I saw earlier today, maybe. Um, yeah, Mitoma has been in there too. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, it sounds like Kyle Walker is going to stay. Um, uh, I, that was just a headline this week, so you know things change obviously, but that's that's a really good uh, player to keep. And then obviously. Um, they added um, names escaping me, the center back from, from Red Bull, um, Leipzig, which Jasko, yeah, Jasko, yeah, um, Gavardial, Gavardial or whatever, yeah. Um, and you know, just the rich get richer there at center back where they have Ake, you know, Kanji could probably play through the middle, Walker, uh, Ruben Diaz is an absolute brick, um, stops everything, and then uh, I'm probably missed John Stones, who played a bit more holy mid. But yeah, I think they'll they'll be fine, and I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, yeah, and then yeah, we have Ozzy here in the comments. What's up with Jao Cancelo? Um, I'm not really sure, <laughs> but it sounds like he might be sticking around too. But I think Pep hates him, so yeah, I think he does too. Although he's like a brilliant outside back, so um, but with them playing through the back, you know, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But uh, yeah, the only thing is just like maybe they need to add another midfielder, but also they have this guy named Calvin Phillips who's who was previously a stud who barely played last season. Maybe just needed a season to be kind of bedded in there. Um, so, or he might not be a stud. That's true too. You know, who knows? Um, I think he gets a bit more playing time this season. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, that's the only thing is like maybe they haven't really added that like premier center mid that they that they still kind of want to. But if they do, I mean. It's tough to argue against minus 125 for them to win their sixth uh, six title in the last seven years. And then, you know, even outside of that, like Liverpool added two midfielders. They had about six outgoings. They still can't seem to – they had, you know, lost Fabinho, lost their captain and Henderson, lost their vice captain. You know, it just seems like – I mean, it's a tough offseason for – yeah, offseason for them if they don't add another player here. I don't – I think they're going to be chasing a top four again. Um, and then Chelsea, I am really interested in that project with Pochettino. I think they're more looking, they're playing for a top four to kind of recoup some of the money they've been spending on players. And then Newcastle, you know, can they, you think they stay in the top four again? I think it's, I think, you know, a team who hasn't played in Europe in years, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle. Um, they asked, they added uh, Tonali from AC Milan, who is, you know, came with a big pedigree and a big price and uh, he'll help them. But I just, uh, I'm not, you know, we'll see how, what happens with that. Based on off what you said, you don't agree with the odds here. Liverpool are the third biggest favorite and they're minus 175 to finish in the top four. So you, you don't like that at all. It's kind of what you're saying. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of lacking confidence. I, I just saw they, they've been, I mean, they've put in three bids for Romeo Lavia from Southampton and they, they just can't seem to meet 50 million pounds, which is kind of a kind of, bogus i guess but uh you know I'm, I'm going off the fact that you know they lost they need another center midfielder they certainly need another center back they haven't they've added they did some good business to start but they're they're lacking depth and you know i uh, they 
without another player or two, I, I think they 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 might struggle to get back in the Champions League. But it is a Jurgen Klopp project. You know, he's shown he can he can keep them in there. So I think I'm just maybe a bit pessimistic right now. I mean, we've seen it a bit in preseason with Liverpool. They have they have the attackers. Uh, their yeah. defense is just kind of nowhere to be seen. It's I think we were talking about in the Discord. It's like we're going to see a lot of four three three two matches because the defense just isn't there. We know we know TAA. I mean, they closed last season with him playing a little more in like kind of a midfield role, uh, similar to what Man City was doing. But last few preseason matches, he's gone back to right back where he just doesn't really have doesn't really play defense. So you have that in there. Van Dyke is seems to be getting worse by the year. Yeah. Uh, along as as he gets older here, so and then I mean we look at the midfield. Uh, I mean you mentioned the guys that are gone, the Fabinhos and these defensive midfielders that kind of keep things have kept things together for the most part prior to last season, kept things together in together in the midfield. And now you know Shobas lies not not really a, a defensive midfielder. He's more attacking. McAllister. Are you going to put all the pressure on McAllister to be, you know, more of the defensive guy? Probably not. Curtis Jones, uh, okay. And then, I mean, you have Harvey Elliott. Uh, he's probably maybe you don't even play in the midfield. We've seen Gakpo play in the midfield as well. So there are questions, as you said, Lavia. M- maybe Lavia kind of gives them something. Some, uh, some. There's another def- body. Another yeah, warm just- body in there, you know. Another body that's not going to focus on just, it's just not a guy who's just not going to care about like, I need to score kind of a thing. I think Shobis lies over under over under is seven and a half. If you bring Lavia in uh, his over under is going to be one and a half. So that's just kind of the the difference in, in what they're bringing in. But I mean, this first match should be fun. Uh, Liverpool at Chelsea. We will be talking about this. We will go game by game. Same thing we did last season. So we'll be talking about three games later in the week, but yeah, as you mentioned about Chelsea, uh, I, I'm es- escaping my mind of the def- defensive midfielder that they're going to bring in, but uh, I believe they're going to bring in someone to play next to Enzo instead of Connor Gallagher. Um, I've been doing too much stuff today. Uh, I forget who it is, but uh, I can't think of it either. And I feel like yeah. it's been pretty well. I mean, oh, Chelsea—they put in a, a bid, forty-eight million pounds for Lavia today. Okay, mates. okay. so. I mean, they literally just did that. I saw earlier today, and, and Liverpool had been at like forty six. Southampton are looking for fifty, so they're really like hemming and hawing over uh, four million pounds, which is yeah, that's uh, about right. Really good for the supporters. So, oh, uh, I guess they're probably still in the mix for Moises Caicedo. Oh, right, uh, right. Yep. So he's so he's in there as well. Um, you know, new manager Pochettino. We'll see how it goes. They they've looked pretty solid in preseason, but it's preseason. Um, and Cuckoo's out for a couple months. That's obviously not going to help Tottenham. Another talking point here. I mean, we could go team by team, really just talking yeah. about whatever, but just in terms like, of these bets here. So you didn't like Liverpool minus 175. Who would you take for top four? What are these, which of these bets actually intrigues you? Uh, Cause we got, we got Newcastle and Chelsea at plus 150. We got Tottenham at plus 300. Brighton's plus 650. Aston Villa's plus 650. Um, I, I, we haven't really mentioned Manchester United, but they're minus 150. My, yeah, I have a bet in here. Manchester United to finish outside of top four is minus 135. I found that on FanDuel. I don't, I don't think they're going to make it into to, uh, to the top four of the season. So that's a, that's one there. 
But Tyler I kind of love Tyler Adams. Ozzy is helping us out. That was the guy I was I was thinking of. Oh. It looks like Chelsea are going to get Tyler Adams. Really? God, that I'm gonna my nightmare gets worse here. I would love Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams in a red shirt. Um, my yeah, I mean my wet dream was they would they Chelsea gets Lavia and then Liverpool swoops in for Casado, which would be great. But that's uh, you know. Good luck. I'm just stuck in purgatory, midfield purgatory here. Um, but anyways, back back to what we got to do here. Um, I would say we haven't talked about Tottenham at all, but if I could get a bet in for a, a top four side here, it's got to be Chelsea plus one twenty five. They got all the talent on that squad to do it, and they got a manager and who knows how to get them there too. So I feel like that would be a pretty good bet. They obviously don't have any European things to commit to this uh, competitions to commit to during the week, which is a huge boost with your team. You know, you're not dealing with all the injuries. So I, that's, that's where I'm at um, for, uh, for a top four bet that I would really get behind. Yeah. Both Chelsea and Tottenham have that, have that no lack of, of midweek competition kind of a thing mm-hmm. to look forward to, which, you know, some, it's some kind of a detriment to some in terms of bringing people in. But when you're Chelsea and Tottenham, you know, the players figure that you're going to eventually be playing in Champions League. I guess at least close to it, at least try to get, they have a better chance of getting to the, to the Champions League, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Tottenham, uh, <laughs> you know, these, these two teams here, uh, so Tottenham's manager, formerly at Celtic, and there, there's this clip going around uh, Twitter where they were just passing it in the back around Barcelona, and they got it. I don't know if it led to a goal, but it, they got it to the attacking third kind of thing. And it was like, this has never happened for Tottenham before kind of a thing. Uh, so they still have some questions, like Hoysberg may not be on the team anymore. He may be gone. Um, looks like Udogi is going to be their left back. He's been starting there a bunch in the preseason. They got, they got Van de Ven at center back. Um, so, I mean, you look at those teams and it's like, okay, look at this talent. They got new managers. So it's like, okay, plus 150 for Chelsea top four plus 300 for Tottenham top four. It kind of makes sense. I, I believe I wrote about Aston Villa. I don't know if it, it must've been top six and not top four, but I still think Aston Villa is decent as – I know you don't agree with me here, but just as as an underdog, it, it, the question with like an Aston Villa and Brighton is when you get into these European competitions, you're not used to them. So, I mean, we look at a team like Brighton. They already lost McAllister. If they lose Casado, it's like is, is Brighton going to be ready for these midweek – constant midweek matches kind of thing early in the season? Because, I mean, just the depth just really isn't there if you go through the roster and – I'd, I'd actually argue Aston Villa is a little deeper than Brighton because they've kind of been adding, you know, key pieces here and there. Maybe they don't have an exact replacement for Ollie Watkins, but they got a pretty solid back line. Uh, they added Pau Torres, and they're getting Diego uh, Diego Carlos back from his ACL tear. So I think Villa are deep enough. We'll see if uh, it helps them in terms of European competition. But Brighton is – we'll see. They got a lot of young guys, and maybe Deserby. Maybe Deserby ball is going to be enough to get. Uh, uh, it may not matter if they if they rotate in European a little bit, and Deserby ball is just going to be enough to to help them find some success in Europe too. Who knows? I mean, they, they probably have the biggest addition of the off season. Um, they got James Miller for free. Uh, <laughs> really I was like, did I forget someone? <laughs> <laughs> no, they they. They added his steel and his, his know-how and his, uh, you know, veteran presence. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 
like I said, the same way that it's good for Chelsea, that the, I mean, not good for them, but the fact that they're not playing in European competition, you know, it makes it they're pre- they're preparing for you know the odd League Cup game or FA Cup game, but otherwise their focus is on getting back into that top four in the Premier League. It's it's a huge boost, you know, when you think about injuries and all that good stuff. But on the other side of that, you have a team like Brighton who, you know, doesn't have that huge budget for players. Um, they've added, you know, smartly in, in certain areas. They're trying like heck to keep uh Casado um, for this, for this, you know, for the new endeavor here this season. Um, and then on the other, uh, on the same side of that is Aston Villa who they've, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've really made a couple, three big additions. Pau Torres was, was a good addition. Uh, Musa Diaby, who I think will add a lot to their attack. I thought that same thing when they had Leon ba- Bailey or ba- Bailey from, a. um, I think he was at Leverkusen before too. So they've, they kind of oh, yeah. went back that well. And then they added um, Yuri Tillemans for free, which he's been, he's played in champions league, Europa league, all that good stuff. So, you know, that he's a really good addition and certainly adds, adds their depth. But when you get mm-hmm. to, when you get to playing, you know, whatever it is, when Tuesday, Wednesday, or I guess there'll be Thursday. And then you got a game Sunday and you're going right back to it. You got a league cup game, you know, in the midweek that the, the next week, and you're dealing with injuries, I think it just is you're you're bound to probably drop points, especially with this being the first European season for them in a long time. Yeah. Um, I just I just think it might be tough for them. Yeah, same with same with Newcastle, but we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get into some of our bets here. I got a graphic up for our bets. So if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, I got I got some bets up. So make it easier on everyone. Uh, we each have six bets apiece. I went heavy on a bunch of goal numbers here, but let's just go through them. Uh, so I, I Chris sent me like 20 bets, and I, I grabbed six. I grabbed six of them. Um, I tried to get one of each category here. So let's talk about Wolverhampton first. We already talked about him a little bit, but Wolves will be relegated. I, that's one of my bets, plus 250. Kind of already mentioned that. You got him to finish last, though, plus 600. You just like the value there? Or just a you, huge, you, huge value pick here. You know, if I was not focused on the value, I would go with the Wolves to be relegated plus 250. Do you have the, do you have the uh, numbers up? Because I haven't been able to find to finish last odds anywhere. I was kind of uh, looking at Sheffield United if I could find plus odds on them. Yeah, one second. I think I for some reason DraftKings isn't Sheffield United to finish last is plus three hundred on DraftKings. Oh, uh, that must just be a Michigan thing. So unfortunately, I'm in Michigan and I I cannot find 
to finish last bets. And I, I cannot, that bet does not exist for me, unfortunately, but plus 300 Sheffield United is something I would consider. Um, just looking at their roster here, put pull it back up on the screen. There's a team. So they lost their best player, arguably the best player in, in Dye. Uh, he went back to his hometown club in Marseille. They just, they just lost Sander Barge to another promoted team in Burnley. Uh, Sander Barge was a regular midfielder in their team last season. So they're just losing regulars in their team last season. And then, okay, they added uh, Vinicius Souza, who played for Espanyol last season. A lot of their guys were in the Premier League team a few years ago. Not really any new faces here. So it's just like, okay, is this, are we expecting something new from them? They're just going to play super defensive every game, try to win 1 0 kind of thing. Is that going to work with these guys? Like McBurney, McBurney up front is. <laughs> Like he's still a thing. Like I don't know if that's he's gonna stack those headers one though on fan tracks. Those aerials <laughs> one. He's an absolute unit up top. Can't Aerial's hit the ball one. out of a barn, but AW. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, that's uh, a good show. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. Otherwise, for bets, so Chris also has Tottenham. Mentioned Tottenham a little bit. Uh, top six at plus one hundred. Newcastle not top six plus one thirty five. So with that bet, are you just kind of thinking just what we were talking about with these new teams going to Europe and and yeah. maybe not enough depth for for Newcastle to finish top six here? Yeah, that's, that's where that's exactly where I'm at. It's less about their roster and more about the the games that they're going to have to play. Um, you know, playing in the Champions League is a big ask. And uh, I mean, I I actually really like what what they've done. Um, and I you know they they Tenali was a good ad, and I I still think that they have a good shot to make it. But uh, interesting bet at plus one thirty five. Also off of that, you have Aston Villa to finish bottom 10 in the bottom yes. half, plus 195. That I feel kind of strongly about. You look at you look at uh, past few seasons, I mean, um, Leicester City was one of them. We had Wolverhampton that was like in seventh a few years ago. They dropped out. Um, Burr, was it Burnley who played in European competition one season? And then they dropped, the next season dropped right back in the bottom half. So um, there's a body of work for those teams that, that that smaller teams that go into play in European competition and really struggle in the league the next season. Yeah. I still like my argument is that they're actually, they've actually bought players so they can actually stay here. I think that's kind of what, what I'm coming with because I mean, even for a team like West Ham who just won Europa conference league, they're playing in Europa league. I mean, they haven't really done anything. They lost Declan Rice. Uh, They're going to add, what James, James Ward Prowse? Okay, so James Ward Prowse replaces Declan Rice, or if they lose Paqueta, uh, he'll replace him, kind of a thing. But I mean, they kind of have the same squad as last season. Uh, Skamaka's gone; he didn't really work out for him. But I mean, it's the same guys who, okay, maybe their XG should have been, maybe their XG was good last season and they didn't really perform correctly. But I'm just not sure. Like you just have a team like West Ham who they just not put a ton of ton into their team, whereas Aston Villa they're act, they're actually doing it. So I think that's kind of where I'm at with Aston Villa. So we're we're on opposite ends. But yeah. speaking of West Ham, I got a bunch of goal bets here. I'm going to try and it. go through. I'm going to. So speaking of West Ham, Mikel Antonio his over under is seven and a half, and let's click through their profiles here. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's. I just don't think he's going to get a ton of time. Uh, That's the main reason I'm betting against him. So seven and a half, uh, that means seven goals or fewer. He had five goals last season. Okay. I don't think he's going to get more minutes than last season because he, 
he started a bunch towards the end of the season and started throughout. Uh, Danny Ings seems like uh, the starter over him. And then this young guy, Duvin Mubamba, has been awesome in preseason. I think Mubamba is actually going to get minutes over Antonio. Antonio, who arguably looked like Jamaica's one of their worst, one of Jamaica's worst uh, Premier League players when they're in, in the Gold Cup earlier in the summer. So, Seven and a half. I think that's too much for Antonio. I know he has three straight of 10 prior to last season's five, but I think his best days are behind him. 33 years old under seven and a half goals is plus 100. What do you got? I think you're right. I mean, that's weird. Are you mid FPL draft right now or what? I am. I, I did have to go make a draft. <laughs> I, I'm, I did have to go make a pick. I've been uh, trying to handle both of these at the same time, but, uh, kind of successfully hopefully um i would say you know looking at his he's under seven and a half i mean going back to 2015 he's 2017 he had three goals must have been hurt that year six goals in 2018 otherwise 19 was 10 goals 2020 was 10 goals 2021 was 10 goals and then last year he he just kind of fell off with the five goals and only 21 starts so uh yeah i don't know that's that's tough but i think you know looking at the depth chart yeah he will probably struggle to uh I think he's going to move to West Ham's third striker by the end of the season. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean. And how is he going to get more than seven goals is kind of where I'm coming from. So, yeah, I I can side with that. All right, James Madison, under. And I'm, I'll go with – I'll start with some unders and I'll finish with unders or overs. James Madison, under seven and a half goals is plus 100. So you're going to look at it and be like, okay, he had 10 last season with Leicester, 12 the season before that eight the season before that, but okay, this is Lester. He was their best player. Uh, he was always on the ball, taking pretty much every free kick. Is he going to be doing that for Tottenham? Um, I mean, we'll still remains to be seen how this team is going to shape out, but it seems like Madison's going to play in more of a midfield role and there's going to be Son, Kulishevsky, maybe Kane, uh, but Richarlison's there. So he, you know, maybe made it. Madison's going to be what the fourth best goal scorer for Tottenham uh, the set pieces won't be the same or the free kicks won't be the same. So I'm just not sure the goal opportunities will be there for him. I could be completely wrong and maybe he'll get 10 again just because he, he's a good player, but I'm just going off the basis of he's just not going to see the ball as much as he did uh, at Leicester. So under seven and a half goals for James Madison plus 100. How do you, how do you feel yeah, about James I mean, Madison with his new club? I want to, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really interested to see how many, you know, is he on free kicks? Like, I feel like, I don't know how many sunk last year, but, I mean, a one to two was a, if you're on free kicks and you're on some of those dead ball situations, like, that's a kind of a big difference, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you say, like, he was their star, which, like, in turn, like, up, you know, would, I think the way you're theorizing that is, like, he was their star, so he had to score their goals, but, like, mm. Does, does like going to a Tottenham team where he has players around him that are way better, you know, maybe Son or Harry Kane if he stays or, or any of the like further quality, doesn't that it may mean he'll have more chances to score? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I'm interested. The under is it's interesting. Possible. I, I think, it, you know, set piece is a big conversation here, but uh, yeah, I don't, I would be interested in going on the other end of that, you know, and maybe we track back on that final final podcast of the season so i'd be willing to take the over on seven and a half in my opinion i have two i, I already bet on i forgot to mention i bet under uh, i think it was 12 and a half on in and under 11 and a half on rasmus hojland 
Uh, they are not in the show because both those bets are no longer available because both of them are injured. So I get, I got in pretty early. Uh, it wasn't even really based off injury news, but that, that helped my that helped my bet a little bit. We're gonna question about uh, our guy Ian here is asking about Darwin. Uh, so you're the Liverpool guy. I don't know. I I can't actually find over unders for Darwin Nunez. So there's not a ton here, but he's plus eighteen hundred. Uh, to be the top goal scorer, which is seventh best, tied with Gabriel Jesus for goal scoring odds. Uh, just in terms, I guess, who do you think is going to be the second highest scorer for Liverpool this season behind Salah? Or is someone going to finish it's, above Salah? Gakpo. Gakpo. I think it's going to be Gakpo. Or, I mean, him or Diaz. I, Gakpo just like playing in that role. He's going to be the vocal point. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you know, 10 goals and like seven assists type of season for him. He, he's just going to play like more of that Bobby Firmino role. Are you like a Darwin three. hater? No, I love – I frankly, I had this <laughs> dumb tweet last year. I was like uh, – I think it was early this season. I was like, watch Darwin score more, more goals than Erling Holland. So, like, hand hand up on that one, you know. Um, but I'm a huge – I think he'll be way better this season. Um, yeah. I just think at this point he, like – we saw all last season Klopp was like, this guy does, has, like, doesn't have the discipline to play in our system, basically is why he wasn't getting those starts. And – you know, we've got they've got four attackers in in Jota, Sala, um, Gakpo, and uh, Diaz who can who just seem preferred to him. So, I think he'll. Uh, I just think he'll. It'll be tough for him to break into those game into the Premier League starting eleven. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I hope he's he's such a raw, talented forward. I just haven't seen the that like that finishing that final finished polished option that that we really need to see to. I do want to. I wonder what that we can find on the over under for him because that would be an interesting bet. Yeah, he uh, goal. So top goals in the league: Darwin is plus eighteen hundred, Gakpo is plus thirty five hundred, Jota is plus five thousand, and Luis Diaz is plus sixty five hundred. So uh, the books favor uh, Darwin getting the second yeah. most goals for Liverpool there. I would have him as my fourth most goals, but I don't know. Maybe just given that he's going to play that that top target man when he does play. Yeah. If we had like an over under for all of these, that would be, that'd be nice, but I don't believe we do. We get, so Luis Diaz is seven and a half, which I think is kind of intriguing to take the over on. If you think he's going to get the, get the minutes because Liverpool will score goals. So if, you know, if Luis Diaz is, is a regular starter, you got to think he's getting more than, than seven goals. I kind of like that one. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I mean, Shobislai is at six and a half, and Diaz only one more goal than Shobislai is is slightly surprising given that they're, they're, the positions they play. Gakpo is nine and a half, and Jota is seven and a half. So, all right, another bet here. Let's look at okay, Joao Pedro is. Uh, I took two Brighton guys, so I'll just do Joao Pedro under eight and a half goals, uh, and Mitama over seven and a half goals. Um, this one is kind of surprising, and I mean, maybe Joel Pedro is going to come into Brighton and just, I don't know, start every game, start 38 matches, take every PK, take PKs over Gross, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so why is he at eight and a half goals? So I got under eight and a half goals for Pedro, and then Mitama. So Mitama scored seven goals last season. And this includes he scored zero goals in the final 12 matches last season, uh, despite having quite a few opportunities. If you watch Brighton at all, he had a lot of chances late in the season, but he only had 12 goals 
uh, in the final, or sorry, he had zero goals in the final 12 matches. And so his seven goals overall includes that he only started two matches before the World Cup. Uh, I mean, see, we easily forget these things, but Mitomo was not a regular starter no. at the beginning of the season for Brighton because uh, because of positions and uh, who was it? Someone got injured uh, that had uh, some Liverpool guy that was getting starts got injured. But anyways, so over seven and a half goals for Mitoma. I don't know why his over under is lower than Pedro's, but I'll, I'll take that for me here. Uh, for Brighton here, do you have what are your thoughts here on, on Brighton's situation in general? I know Mitoma has been in in rumors for Manchester City, but you can't really put that in the odds here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just in turn, yeah, go ahead. We, do we mention mention Evan Ferguson? Like, I feel like I mean he's Not all over. Really. I mean, when we're look, I just I just did FPL draft and a Fantrax draft, and like you look at the RotoWire rankings that we have here. And he's like, you know, in the top 10 of, of, of forwards to take. Um, sounds like he's going to get a ton of minutes up top. And, and yeah, I, I, I think that affects Jao Pedro's uh, goals for sure. Because I don't think he's – is he the preferred option up there? Um, I mean, Pedro will probably be in like that attacking midfield position or on the wing. I don't, I don't think he's going to play as that lone striker. I think that's the Fer- Ferguson-Danny Welbeck role, really. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think I'd under M4 – because when we've seen Jao Pedro in the Premier League, you know, like and it wasn't that pretty. Like it wasn't. I mean, maybe I mean, he was. You know, give he him, was eighteen him, and nineteen. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he was young and, and he's maybe developed a little bit more um, over the past season or two. But uh, nine goals is like it's not like it's easy to go get nine goals out here. So I, I, I'm fine with that under. All right, my final one before we get to your couple. Uh, Miguel Almiron over five and a half goals. He had 11 goals last season in 2,500 minutes. That includes, so like he missed about a month of action because of injury. I guess the thought is that he's, he's not going to get consistent starts anymore. That that Harvey Barnes is coming in, even though Harvey Barnes on the left side, maybe Barnes and Gordon, and maybe they're going to start Isak and Wilson at the same time. Maybe that's going to mean less time for Almiron that kind of a thing, but I still think uh, El Marone is the preferred option on the right wing and five and a half goals for what some think is, is a top six side. Uh, does does odd seem off? He scored 11 last season. So, you know, I'll, I'll take that. That is uh that's minus minus one ten. all these odds, by the way, I didn't take any of the minus one fifties. These are all plus 100 or minus minus one ten. but what do you think about El Marone here? Yeah. I mean, what, was did Wilson ended up being the top goal scorer for Newcastle last year? I think. Yeah, he might have had like eighteen. I think. I think. Well, I want to say less than that, but at least maybe in all competitions. He had eighteen in the Premier League. Oh wow! He scored like seven in the final seven matches. He had like two in that in that match. I forget who they're playing. Where he's like right at the end there. But interesting. That's a good haul for him. Yeah, I mean. Miggy was scoring like he scored like five games or like it felt like five games in a row there to, to begin the season really got him off to the races. But yeah, I think over five, six goals, he, he doubled that nearly last year. So yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that as well. And I, it seems like I have like a Newcastle crush across all fantasy leagues. I'm pretty sure. So I, I've outside of your actual bets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> outside of my bets, I really like them. <laughs> 
All right, we'll close this off with uh, some title talk here. So you got Manchester. Oh, you took this bet last year. I think. Did you figure out what it was? I think it was plus four hundred, maybe. Manchester I was City. Trying to dig into this before we did this, but uh, I didn't figure this out. But um, I think I it was. Had, Man- uh, yeah, it was Man City to win the title and Holland to be the top goal scorer. It had to. We'd mentioned it in our last podcast last season too, but um, it's plus one thirty, and it seems. It seems like good as gold. It had to have been at least plus 200 last year, if not more. And that hit. Yeah, so. But, I mean, look no further than what we saw. 36 goals. and It was City. plus 450. I just wow. looked it up. Wow. Plus 450. Down to plus 130. Whew. Yeah, which feels crazy. But, uh, you know, that's what happens when you bang in 36 goals. All right. Your other bet is Arsenal winner without Manchester City. So that means yeah. if you remove Manchester City from the equation, Arsenal will will be first or will beat everyone else kind of a thing. Second place, basically. Yeah, uh, That's plus 160. These are like my comfort zone bets. Those two are my comfort zone bets because I feel pretty confident in them. Um, I hope I'm wrong just from a, a fan perspective. But uh, yeah, they. I mean, City to win and Holland to score the most goals. That would just – I don't unless he like misses – four months of the season. I don't see that bat missing. Um, and then, you know, no man city in it. Arsenal look prime. They've got the addition of the great, you know, some really solid players and they, they almost, it took city, you know, somewhat to the brink last year. And I think why not, why can't they do it again with the, with the, with more investment in the squad? There you go. There you go. Those are our bets. Those are our future bets for the premier league, 2023, 24 season. Chris, do you have anything else? We got to make this under an hour here. Under an hour, yeah. I mean, uh, no, not really. We uh, come Friday noontime out here Pacific. I'm gonna be. I'll have that uh, that game going on in the background, and then we got some really. We'll we'll do our our podcast uh, for the weekend here um, tomorrow. But uh, we have uh, some really good games. Chelsea, Liverpool coming up too. But uh, yeah, I mean, this it's that time of the year when you're you're pumped up about your FPL team. You're pumped up about your fan tracks team. You know, your team hasn't you know, ship four goals away to Wolverhampton. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful time of the year. Um, get the pot of coffee going early on Saturday, get ready, maybe go out and get a couple bake bakery items and just pop yourself <laughs> on the couch and make it happen. Maybe get a r- quick beer, a morning beer going. I don't know what, whatever you got to do. Morning beer get- with the pot of coffee, with the bakery run, all the liquid morning, all the liquids. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can't, I'm just, I'm too, I'm quite excited and, and I know you are, and I know probably a lot of that listeners are as well. There we go. All right, Chris, you can find him at CHRO and eight on Twitter. I am at Roto Zedroik. You can also follow Rotowire Soccer at Rotowire Soccer. Again, I was, I was using our cheat sheet throughout this show for the lineups, but to get that, you need access to Rotowire. You need a subscription. That's rotowire.com slash soccer trial to get you a 48 hour trial. So check that out. We got this FPL cheat sheet up. Uh, this is helpful. We're also going to have, uh, I don't know if I'm spoiling this here, but we're going to have a new optimizer coming out shortly, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday, but a new optimizer is coming out and you're going to be able to set your FPL team with it. You know, we're still working out some kinks here, but you're going to be able to set your FPL team, create your FPL team with our optimizer. So uh, hopefully we can get that going here, but, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. You'll need a subscription to get access to the optimizer. But Chris, thank you for the show. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see everyone for 
tomorrow, the next day, we're going to have a few shows for a couple of our bets. But thank you for watching Kits and Wagers. Chris, have a good night, and let's let's win these uh, futures bets. Thanks, Adam. Cheers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.